All right, everyone. It is another NFL in London. It's Wade McWayne and Ryan Cult. Hello. Uh, here to talk about uh, a recap of week one. What a week that was, Ryan. How did you feel about week one? Well, I enjoyed many parts of it. Um, probably <laughs> after six, after the six o'clock games hit, then I started enjoying myself more. After that, Bill. Why? Oh, oh. Demolition yeah. that happened that week. So we'll get into that game, but it was fantastic, and what a way to end it too. So it ended on just such a great uh, not for you, but it ended on a great high of Aaron Rodgers having that great game. He was amazing on Sunday night. That was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Monday games, I didn't really watch too much of them. Just watched a bit of Sam Darnold so I could be jealous. Yes. Uh, but that was it. But I thought it was a great week one. Good uh, a few surprises yeah. um, and then a few duds as well. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, exci- uh, I'm going to recap some of this stuff. Uh, I actually want to talk about fantasy points first. We're going to look at the fantasy points. You know who number one in fantasy was? I do. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick, wasn't no, it? No, it was Alvin Kamara with 43.1. Oh, really? Fitzpatrick was in third place with 42.3, tied with Tyreek Hill. At yes, Tyreek Hill had a basket. Tyreek Hill is so fast, man. This is insane. He's unbelievable. He's just a game changer. Like, every time he gets the ball, it's terrible. I've never seen anything like He's it. He's so quick. And it was weird because I was reading so many fantasy magazines that were ready. It's like, don't take him, don't take yeah. him. He's an inconsistent. It's like, damn, after what Mahomes did to him last He's week. He's like Devin Hester who can catch. Yeah. Is what he is. Because Devin Hester was amazing at returning kicks for yeah. the Bears and everything, but couldn't catch to save his life. Couldn't put him. And it's like, if you only, that's what Tyree Kill is. Yeah. just unbelievable. It's, been, was, it's fun to watch. Sprinter. Uh, the other big thing, uh, Michael Thomas, 38 points in fourth place. <laughs> yes, Michael Thomas. Well, again, Drew Brees had a big game. He did. Because, well, again, when he, your he defense is giving up that many place. points. Uh, Connor for Pittsburgh. Le'Veon Bell, he must be... What is going uh, on with Le'Veon Bell? What do you you think? Well, you know what? I think I understand his frustration. When you keep... It's this whole thing of the uh, the franchise tag, and I think that's going to be a big problem with the CBA comes up because I think players hate the franchise tag. Uh, Owners love the franchise tag because you're able to keep these players from going to... Uh, free agency for year after year after yeah. year. So it's really frustrating. Then again, Le'Veon Bell, you're getting paid like $17 million a year when you sign the frame, but you don't get that long. You're risking injury. Yeah. And that's all it is. So I think he's just... He's mighty shooting himself. He might just have to sit out this year, to be perfectly honest with you. If Connor keeps playing like this, um, why would why would Pittsburgh give him $17 million? Again, Connor is no Le'Veon Bell. I don't yeah. think so. But I think right now it's just getting strained, this relationship. And I don't know if it longer it keeps going, the, the worse it's going to get, unless Pittsburgh keeps losing, and then they'll be a bit more desperate. Well, you wonder, I mean, it was Cleveland, right? And they tied. <laughs> you know, it's it tied to start week one. And it wasn't, it wasn't Connor's fault. It was, no. You're a classic Big Ben on the road match. Yeah, he was, uh, he was all over the place with balls. But I mean, you know, I, I sort of wonder, you sort of go with the attitude, and sort of the attitude we look with Des Bryant is out of a job. You look at this attitude that, that maybe he has it. He's like, oh, I'm not going to play. I'm well, play yeah, you're showing a more me-first attitude. But you kind of have to sometimes. Des Bryant, not s- Des Bryant's different because Des Bryant's been declining. Mm-hmm. Well, Le'Veon Bell's getting better. So they're a bit different. Des, Des Bryant is a major attitude problem. Yeah. Uh, he's tweeting against his old teams. Under just, fake addresses. He's just, <laughs> like fake emails. He's just acting like a child, right? A petulant child. Yeah. He's not getting his way. Le'Veon Bell has an absolute argument for himself. He's one of the best running backs yeah. in the NFL. He's seeing all these receivers getting paid. Receivers who catch like 40 balls are getting more money than sure. a guy who's 30% of his team's offense. So it is a bit of a disgrace uh, in that fence. So I'm on Le'Veon Bell's side, but Pittsburgh just to give Big Ben, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell that much of your money and that much of your salary cap, 
Again, the reason why they can't beat New England is because they have no defense. Yeah. Uh, so if you're going to give him that money, then your defense is going to suffer. Therefore, you and you have Big Ben who's 36. It's going to end up with this salary cap hell in a couple of years if you go with them. So I don't see what the answer is. I, I mean, this is kind of shit you got to figure out before the season starts. Yeah, so I mean, this think. should not be doing something where you're holding it out because if, you know, real, realistically, what you're really punishing is the fans. You're punishing the fans and of, the in Pittsburgh, the teammates of everyone, the organization of Pittsburgh who are trying Except to make a James go for it. Except for James Conner, who's like, hey, hey, I got a new job. This something. But I think there's sort of that sort of that me too attitude where it's like, I got to get paid, I got to get paid. Well, your agent should have set this up this summer. And this whole drama of Tomlin and all this kind of crap that's going through it, you just sort of go, oh, you just get exhausted. Yeah. It's tiring. No, it is tiring. And I don't see it. And I think it will end maybe halfway through the season, but I think it's going to go a couple more games. Because part of me wonders if Le'Veon Bell wants Pittsburgh to lose a couple games so that he feels more valuable and he has more leverage. But the problem he's taking is the more Connor has good games, the more they're going to be like, well, we don't need him. Yeah, we don't need him. And I think really, I think really who Le'Veon Bell is really pissed at are fantasy team owners. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, yeah, you thought you were going to get me first round? See what happened to you Yeah, all those guys who didn't back up Le'Veon Bell with Connor Cook are getting absolutely fucked. I know. Uh, But they, well, you know what? That's why you do your draft so late in the year. Like, you do it literally the day before the season because of shit like this that happens. Yeah. All right, let's go through the games. Uh, Some exciting games. We actually watched uh, the first game, Atlanta-Philadelphia, out our friend Chapman. Yeah. Uh, Interestingly enough, though, I actually... Do you want to know our picks? Because we made our picks last week. Do you know how you did? Oh, I I know. Not well, I don't think. Uh, I picked... I know I picked Atlanta to win this. Uh, but I can't imagine I did well. You went five for twelve. Yeah, that sounds about right. How did I do? <laughs> I don't know. You probably went like eight for twelve. I went twelve for five. What? I went twelve and five. Twelve and five. Yeah. Oh, okay. So twelve and five. So opposite ends of the spectrum. Opposite ends of the spectrum. I got That's 12. okay. Yeah. So week uh, one, uh, getting the week getting one. The... Yeah, getting it all through. But uh, on our Friday podcast, we can look at some more stuff. Maybe you take my picks. All right, Atlanta, yeah. Philadelphia. <laughs> Surprised me, the Philly defense was incredible in this game. They stopped everything coming up the middle. Atlanta's defense played well yeah, as well. Absolutely. Well, um, this is a, it was just an ugly game. It was sloppy. Freeman was, was not effective. Freeman got hurt. Uh, Jones was then hurt too. It was just it was just a weird game, like so many penalties. And the weather delay too, that one hour weather how what a kind of a, a, well, a sort of season. I think it's not like the Miami game, but it was no. the weather delay. Yeah, but it's it was ugly. It was like twenty six penalties, uh Nick Foles look terrible. Matt Ryan in the red zone was a disgrace. Oh, God, like, yes. This is like, this is becoming a real big problem with them. And it's almost, there's this attitude with Atlanta. It's Everyone's like, Julio Jones doesn't get looks in the red zone. Yeah. And then what happens is uh, they get in the red zone and all they do is throw it to Julio Jones because of this. Yeah. Everyone's saying, oh, they never throw it to Julio Jones. So they just could double Julio Jones. And, and they still were throwing like, every, almost every single red zone pass they threw to Julio Jones. And it was like, okay, I get it. Julio Jones is because he's so good. He's more of a diversion in the red zone. Sure. It's worked for you the years back. Who cares what the media is saying? They want to see you get in the end zone, not Julio Jones to get 20 touchdowns. That's just fantasy owners wishing Julio. Like, just be happy you got 170 yards receiving. There's yeah, nothing wrong with game. that. But I think that's just, that's just they got to get through this. Maybe Julio Jones just doesn't catch a lot of touchdowns. There's worse. He's still going to go down as one of the greatest receivers of all time, just not one of the most <coughs> touchdowns. One defenders. of the things I did notice, though, and, and Matt Ryan in previous years has had some pretty good zip in the ball, he was throwing floaters. Yeah. He was throwing balls that were underthrown, and part of the reason with Julio Jones not catching him, there were balls where you're like looking, it's like, you know, waiting to catch up to the ball. Um, and it, it just it just seemed like that he wasn't really a focus. Yeah, Foles was a bit off, 
But um, I, it just seemed it was it was the first Thursday night. It was you know they finally the Eagles finally got it together. Yeah. But their defense was quite incredible. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see. Everyone that. who loses likes to call this the fifth preseason game. So that's what uh, I think. That's what Atlanta will say because of the penalties and Matt Ryan. That's what well not Buffalo will say. This is no Buffalo game. can't Definitely say anything. Can not say a word. But I think you're going to have people say like, okay, let's like Aaron Rodgers relax. It's the first preseason game. You're going to be a bit sloppy. You're going to yeah. get ugly. You're going to have to fix some things. And I, I think there's nothing to worry about if you're only one. They, the sky isn't falling. Yeah. It's just especially against two good teams. And I think the Phillies. Yeah, exactly. The Phillies special really reignited it for him. The Philly Philly, they called it. The Philly it. Philly, yeah. That was a great it's troll. It's better than Dilly That was Billy, a great yeah. troll of the Patriots by doing their move against, like, yeah. I love it that it's just this funny, stupid thing of trolling the Patriots. And you know what? The Patriots kind of have it coming with all that 28-3 to 3 shit they did yeah. forever with putting it on the rings and doing trolling yeah. them. So now the Patriots are getting trolled back by getting their own plays to the Philly oh, Philly. Yeah. It's hilarious. And you know what? No one deserves it more than the Patriots, but, uh, but it, all right, Put an end to it now, Philly. You won the Super Bowl. You yeah, did it get all over now. it. Defend it now. Yeah, exactly. All right, let's go on. We'll go on to the first game, your game. Yeah, uh, f- speaking of three, 47 to three. Joe Flacco, uh, as much as you try to put a fire under his ass and say Lamar Jackson could take your job, man, he comes up and shows up. That Buffalo defense, which much vaunted before, uh, was nothing. Well, yeah, it's it's. There's a many reasons. Yeah, they were terrible. They, the problem is the Bills, like many teams, don't have a pass rush. Uh, having a pass rush is, is becoming an epidemic in the NFL. If you don't have one, Joe Flacco just had all day to sit there and pass. The Bills' run game was good. Uh, they held them, um, especially in that sort of weather. That's when teams usually run well. But with Nathan Peterman's going three and out every moment and the punters dr- fumbling the ball, and it's just, it's just it was just turnovers. It was just one of the worst Bills games I've ever watched in my life. And that is saying something because I have sat through some goddamn disasters over my life. But I don't think I've ever seen a quarterback who looks so lost. Well, him and Matt then, Stafford had then, a hell of a week. Well, Matt Stafford, yeah. But Matt <laughs> Stafford still has at least um, some some records. So, you know, he's put he's got a bit of pass behind him. He's got some experience. He's done some successful things. This Nathan Peterman experiment has to end now. I'm actually just waiting. They should be announcing who the quarterback is. It has to be Josh Allen. But my biggest fear is you're putting him behind that offensive line with those weapons. He's going to get killed back there. Oh, yeah. I'm scared for him, but I'm excited because I'm done with Nathan Peterman. Well, you were positive on him last week. Well, I was positive on him. He had a good preseason. Again, showing that preseason means nothing. I wanted Josh Allen to sit for a while because I think it would be good for him. But you can't you can't go to your team and say, guys, we're playing Nathan Peterman again. Okay, yeah. the team's gonna like absolute revolt. Josh Allen should have had a touchdown that game because Calvin Benjamin, the most useless receiver on the Bills, went right in his bounced right off of his chest in the end zone. So he would have had a touchdown. It would have looked a bit nicer. Well, you would have uh, so been down by thirty. I think you have to go Josh Allen and just ride out the pain. This is gonna be a top three to five picks in the in next year's draft. <laughs> but you have to be okay with that. I think the Bills were <laughs> expecting that. I don't think this is a surprise. I think the Bills backed into the playoffs. No one's going to say they deserve to go in the playoffs last year. Even Bills fans aren't stupid enough to believe that. I think we all knew this was a possibility. I just didn't think we'd think it was this bad. I, yeah, I don't think it was as much of your defense being shown up that much and also just taking a slapping like that. Yeah. Um, and it, it's given a, a lot of fire for, for Baltimore this weekend going in to face Cincinnati. Which yeah, is which is going to be an excellent game. Excellent uh, game. I really believe in Cincinnati. Like One of my predictions, which is good, I know I picked Cincinnati. I said they'd go to the AFC Championship game. Yeah. So I'm actually feeling a bit better about that because I'm loving their offense right now. 
All right, let's talk about... We'll we'll move on to the next game, which was the one we talked about earlier. Um, The draw. It was uh, the best record, the best starting record for Cleveland since, what, 2014? Yeah, something like that, yeah. (laughs) The streak is somewhat over. I don't know if it's considered done, but the losing streak's over. The losing streak is over. They got a tie. And a participation trophy. I thought this was one of your classic um, ga- Cleveland-Pittsburgh games. You have Ben Roethlisberger on the road. Unusable, especially mm-hmm. in fantasy. What is this guy's problem when he plays on the road? It's just... At home, he will put up three, four touchdowns every single week. On he the needs road, his pillow. Just don't play him in fantasy. Yeah. All these people that played him all against Cleveland. Uh, you had that. You had Connor, who was great. You had Tyron Taylor, who was not good. Like Tyron Taylor, this is the one thing I find... Because I'm not the biggest Tyron Taylor fan. He he masks so many of his um, crappy abilities by having good fantasy games. Because yeah. he rushes for 70 yards and a touchdown. People are like, oh, Tyron Taylor's really good. He got 24 fantasy points. He was 15 of 40 <laughs> passing, okay? For 197, he was dumping it off. It was third and 12, classic Tyron, one-yard pass. And it was just, he was not good. If he does this again next week, I think you see Baker Mayfield week three. I just don't, you, accuracy is so important, and Baker Mayfield's known for being accurate. I think Tyron Taylor, if Baker Mayfield was in that game, I think Cleveland wins that game. Well, especially you got a game, they're playing New Orleans, I believe, this weekend, and you're talking about a New Orleans defense that is going to be a huge amount of yards. They're going to I mean, that was embarrassing, so. But good on Cleveland, you know. They had the chance to win, and it was crappy weather, like that kick. In itself was hard. I think if that kick was in any other game where it wasn't a monsoon for the whole entire game, he probably would have kicked it and they would have won. But you got to feel bad for Cleveland. But then again, it's it's still kind of funny. They're gonna have they're gonna have to rebound after something like that. Baker Mayfield's coming, and it's going to be a lot sooner than. Well, hopefully, hopefully he can uh, he can do what Sam Darnold did, but maybe not throw a pick six right off the first go. Yeah. Uh, Let's go into another. We're talking about Cincinnati, uh, who we both picked. uh, Indianapolis. Andrew Luck looking not that bad, but the Cincinnati defense looking amazing. Yeah, well, they got that front four. Uh, They got Atkins, who's just a beast. But the one thing about that offense is looking great. You know, Joe Mixon is looking amazing. Uh, you have A.J. Green, you have Eifert, you have John Ross got a touchdown, Dalton's looking good. It's going to be a really fun team to watch, I think. I think they're an under-the-radar team because everyone hates Marvin Lewis yeah. and thinks, oh, well, this is the guy who can't win a playoff game. But I think, you know, this is the, I think they were supposed to be better last year. They had a crappy year. They're better this year. Uh, they helped their offensive line by getting uh, Glenn from Buffalo and then drafting Price. Um and I think they're going to be fun. Indianapolis is just Andrew Luck, and let's just hope he wins you a couple games. Well, yeah, and again, we talked about earlier, but the pass protection against Andrew Luck was was quite inefficient. Yeah, and, and, and you worry that you bring your guy back. You know, it's like rushing a guy back like Greg Olson. Don't rush a guy back and not give him the protection. You're just setting up to get smoked. And get him a running game. Andrew Luck has never had a running game since he's been in the NFL, and it's kind of disgraceful. It's the same thing as Peyton Manning. Like I said, I think I said this last yeah. week. Until you give him... Edger and James, he was struggling because it was all on him. And right now, it's all on Andrew Luck. And I think he's going to have a good year, but I think it's going to be a rough ride for Indy because they just have so many holes everywhere else on their team, especially in defense. Yeah, and it's going to, yeah, it's one of those things that you'll be lucky to get a 500 record. Let's move on to a game that uh, we said would be a stinker. Turned out to be okay game. Yeah, and Another a game good, I picked solid correctly. nine hours, yeah. which is what everyone wanted exactly. to watch. A nine-hour Tennessee-Miami game. Tennessee-Miami. Miami ends up winning it. Tannehill um, and uh, getting the running game together. Miami putting some things together. Marcus Mariota uh, with a funny bone injury. 
Marcus Mariota is just what has happened to this guy? He's fallen off a cliff. He was so hyped after his yeah. rookie year. He had a great rookie year, and it's gotten progressively worse, which is weird because his team's getting better. He's getting more weapons, but it's just not working. He doesn't just, seem to have the vision. I think he needs that offensive-minded coach like a Sean McVay to take him to the next level. You, know, you get guys like Mike Vrabel, a defensive coach, and I don't. I have a lot of fear when you get defensive coaches. They don't usually do a good job with quarterbacks. I find, and they yeah. go like, "Oh, we, you know, he was a Patriot, so let's go the Bill Belichick tree of uh, anyone who played for Belichick must be a good coach." And I think Tennessee's one of those teams. They're one of those. They went the playoffs last year, but does anyone really believe in them? I think they should have beat Miami. I don't think Miami's a good team. I don't. I think this is just. A blip on the radar. Maybe the rain delay had something to do with it. But I think Miami at home gave them a little bit of an advantage. I don't expect much from either of these teams. Um, I'm not sold on Tannehill yet. Uh, but I just think it's just it was just an ugly game. No, they're kind of they're basement feeders. What I you know obviously for Tennessee the big thing losing Delaney Walker who was your tight end who was a great yeah, thing that's great for short yardage and now was something they were using for short yard that Mariota that's a big loss. and hit him so. Losing him out for the season, it looks like that's going to be Yeah, up. that's a big, big loss because he's been one of their most solid receivers. So now guys like Corey Davis has yeah. to step up. But let's see. I don't know. I don't know. And if, who is their backup? It's like Matt Castle or something. I think Tennessee. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. They have to, they'll be challenging the Bills for the number one overall pick if they have to go to Matt Castle all year. Yeah, Brian Fitzpatrick. Yes. Hey, don't <laughs> make fun of him. He's great. All right. Uh, another good game. We saw this one. It was on Sky. San Francisco, Minnesota. Minnesota looking quite comfortable. Kirk Cousins finding the rhythm. Uh, San Francisco struggled to get it together, but also struggled against that Minnesota well, defense. Yeah, that Minnesota defense. Again, everyone says one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, Jimmy G has been fallen back down to earth. Three yeah. interceptions, his worst game. Um, I think everyone needed to pump the brakes on San Francisco a bit before yeah. this. Yeah, he won his last five games, and he played amazing. But this is a team that still doesn't have a lot of weapons. Uh, they lost Jarek McKinnon mm-hmm. for the year, so they have no running game, which is not going to help. Uh, that was a real big blow. Um, yeah. I think Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garçon is your one and two receivers. Goodwin was garbage. I had him in fantasy. Okay, like two yeah, points. I'm not yeah. super impressed with them. Their defense is suspect. I don't think this is the year San Francisco takes the big step. If anything, Minnesota should have beat them by more. Minnesota only got 24 points, and San Francisco was still in this considering how good that defense played. So is that... Why wasn't it? Why wasn't it a bigger beating, especially yeah. at home? So that's one thing. Yeah, Minnesota won, but it wasn't the Super Bowl defining game that everyone says this is the team to beat this year. Well, it's a good start for San Francisco to face a team of the caliber of Minnesota yes. to start the season to go. It's a very eating of a humble pie when you start it. Go, hey, we've got a good season. You beat Minnesota, puts a licking on you. Yeah. That defense is all over you. Kirk Cousins looked very comfortable in the pocket, and. You sort of go, okay, that's well, good step forward from here, but uh, you took a beating and you stayed within it. You stayed within, uh, you know, you stayed within uh, eight points. So let's go to the next game uh, where Bill Belichick was a master here. Uh, Houston, New England. Um, you know, Tom Brady got his interception, which I think was everyone was happy about to start nah. the year. Right? But um, they made short work with him, and Deshaun Watson was limited in his abilities. He He's not a machine, you know, just like in Rocky Four, yeah. you know. He's not a, a pump the brakes again on the MVP talk of Deshaun Watson. Guys played eight, seven games, okay? Mm-hmm. This hype machine... The problem is, again, because of YouTube and Twitter and everything, there's just this, like, every sports channel is literally um, two guys debating, like, 
Like, there's ESPN first take and all these shows being like, is Jimmy G the greatest player ever? Is, is Bill Belichick, Deshaun Watt? And it's just people just pumping everyone up on a pedestal. And then next week, oh, no, they're, they're not that good. Is Jimmy G overrated? It's like mm-hmm. you guys just go from one end to the spectrum to the it's other. It's like they have nothing to talk about. I know, and it's just becoming almost a joke. Like, it's becoming so hard to be a team now and to be even a player in this league because the moment you have a bad game, everyone just shits on you. And now you're a bum. You know, I don't think anyone thinks that about Deshaun Watson, but... Like, I think it, it's, it was not a very positive game. I think Houston has a problem with their running game. Yes. Uh, the, Lamar Miller is not a solid number one. Well, there's no Will Fuller either. So, I mean, that... that Will that Fuller was, did hurt. It a, did hurt losing Will Fuller. But so Will Fuller's always hurt. He's yeah. been hurt all last year. He's not hit. They still, again, they need... They don't have a great tight end. They, they need pieces. And, again, they got Bill O'Brien, who just makes so many boneheaded mistakes. I've never seen a coach... Who takes so many terrible decisions, like that one play where Gronk um, definitely dropped the ball, yeah. and then they just run up and like, why he didn't take a timeout to look yeah. at that play? It was a huge play. Bill Bo O'Brien is one of the most dumbest coaches. Sometimes I don't understand well, maybe why everyone again. Coaches. He's one of the Bill Belichick, yeah, of course, Bill no. Belichick coaches, and how this guy's in his like sixth season. He's been going with like Tom Savage. He's lucky he got. Deshaun Watson those seven games because without Deshaun Watson in those seven games he's fired and I bet you he gets fired this year because I don't see Houston even making you the playoffs see, okay, this year wow. I'm going down on them because I just don't trust Bill O'Brien I think coaches like that are clueless and they drive me crazy more than anything and again this is an offensive minded coach and he put up 20 points against New England should have gotten and again New England only won by seven they should yeah. have again, again like Minnesota should have beat them even more they should have. I mean, there was a lot of mistakes that were made. I, I think when you talk about O'Brien, it is the coaches you surround yourself with as well. So there, there, it's not just him calling it. There's other coaches in the Everyone field that Everyone in go, that stadium was it. like, take the time to challenge that play. It easily hit the ball, and he's just sitting there. Clue. Like, how do you not have 20 people? How do you not have one guy on your team who's like, Call, throw the challenge flag. Throw the challenge flag. It's your one job, the guy to look at replays that quick. Every, if everyone on TV can see it, there's no reason Bill O'Brien shouldn't be able to see what happened there. Well, hopefully he'll learn from that one. Yeah, he will learn from it. I hate that that talk. Maybe. Okay, well, let's talk about a talk that someone should learn from. 88 points. That's correct. And 88 points. Interesting thing about this. This is the first time in NFL history a game has ended 48-40. Really? Yeah. It's a really fascinating. That is interesting. Uh, that's a very interesting. And one of the highest opening games of all time. 88 points. Uh, as we mentioned, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> he Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. 42.3 fantasy points. This guy looked like before when he... He was in the zone. You know when people almost written written off F- fools? First of all, Ryan Patrick has done Ryan Switchak has done this on every single team he's been in NFL. I he's think been Ryan, inconsistent though. He's not no, been of course. Every game. No, no, no. But I mean he's done this. Game. He's done, yeah, he's one done time, but game. can he do it again? But Ryan Fitzpatrick should almost be in the Hall of Fame just for being able to choose teams which he ends up starting for. Like no one is smarter than playing the free agent game than Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like all these quarterbacks are like, what am I gonna get my Ryan every single team he's gone for. He's become the starter He's somehow. Like a so either a suspension, Lego, yeah. someone gets hurt, some bizarro yeah. weird thing happened. It is awesome to watch, but then again, is what's going to happen if he does this three straight weeks? What happens when Jameis Winston comes back? Especially well, since he's been a bit of a problem. He's had all these, uh, you know, yeah. um, off-the-field incidents. Then you have Ryan Fitzpatrick from Harvard yeah. um, doing his thing. And 
Again, I think you're going to go back to Jameis Winston, but it's nice to have Ryan Fitzpatrick. It's nice to see him do this. I, I, I always have a soft spot for it. It was also good. A lot of people, I think, in terms of fantasy, had not really thought of Mike Evans as being that prolific as he was, and he had a really good game. Yeah, he had and a tough Pey- game last year. Peyton Barber had a great game as yeah, well. He had a tough run. game last year, I think, because yeah. uh, he had a big year two years ago, and then yeah. last year, and this one, especially going up against Mar- Marshawn Lattimore, who shut him down last year and got him ejected from the game. I don't think anyone was expecting something. Like that, so uh, it's nice to see him have a good game. But Drew the shocking was, thing, yeah. Drew Brees was great. Michael Thomas Kamara also having an amazing game. Michael Thomas was. is great, but that New Orleans defense is what cost him, and it's it's worrisome because they were good last year. So what surprised me too is that a lot of times, and New, they were at home. New Orleans was going. Were to they this, at home? Yeah. Uh, New Orleans was at home. Yeah, right? I was just going to say. The, oh. the problem I also found too is New Orleans a lot of times is going into single coverage. And they were just letting themselves get beat. And you're just having these moments where it's open. It's like, boom, next thing you know, Michael Evans is gone. They're not even covering. Tampa Bay is a sneaky offense. I think they're an offense that snuck up on people like, oh, maybe these guys will be. Will be better than we thought. Um, Good on them. I thought they were going to be one of the worst teams in the league. So did I. And and, and putting them down on points. Another game uh, which was on... um, Jacksonville, New York Giants. Uh, not a very... I mean, no, we didn't predict this would be a barn burner. We thought this would be a boring Jacksonville, game. the most boring team in the NFL, and will be the most boring team in the NFL all year. Again, you're going to see these games. They're fantastic defense. They're going to do their defensive thing. Mm-hmm. Then they're going to have Blake Bortles doing nothing. They lost Leonard Fournette to an injury. Hopefully, it's not that major. Hopefully, he's back this week. Yeah. Uh, but again, this has become a thing now. Leonard Fournette's been getting hurt a lot in the first two seasons. Like He missed a bunch of games last year week one he's injured so that's something now to worry about with Jacksonville because you got to go to T.Y. Yeldon but I think that's becoming concerning and the other big concern is Eli Manning on the other side yeah you got Saquon Barkley he was great because everyone in in New York Giants fans all of them still think it's 2011 and 2007 that's the Eli Manning they have they don't realize that they have an old slow quarterback who's just not that good His anymore. vision in pocket. So, and they have the number good. two pick, and yeah. they passed Sam Darnold. They could have had their future, and I think you're going to have people saying, like, uh-oh, did we make a giant mistake? Ah, not rebuilding. I see and what I you did there. A giant mistake. A giant. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. Uh, ah. But I, I, They didn't look effective. Uh, no. New York Giants, obviously you're going inside Jacksonville defense. They look like they weren't comfortable. It looks like they couldn't get any drives moving. You know, talking. But this is the best defense in the league, so yeah. we'll give them a little bit of slack on that. You know, you got the Dell Beckham had a good game, eleven catches, yeah. uh, over hundred yards. So I think that's a positive thing. He looks amazing. Uh, Saquon Barkley looked great, uh, but Evan Ingram disappeared. He was supposed to be a real big. Target. I think they really put the coverage on him yeah. though as well. I, I mean, Jacksonville knew that he was going to be one of those X factors in it and had to shut him down. Um, but, you know, Jacksonville, I mean, Blake Bortles is almost an adjective in itself. He Bortles it. He, I, he Bortles a lot of the game. Like I said last year, I think the worst thing that happened to the Jacksonville Jaguars was going to the AFC Championship because they started to think, oh, well, we, Blake Bortles got us to mm. the AFC Championship. It's like, no, your defense got you yeah. to the AFC Championship, and you messed up. You should have gone after Kirk Cousins. You should have gone after Teddy Bridgewater. You have nothing behind Blake Bortles. And you're going to pay for this. And I think you got to get over Yeah, he's my quarterback. 
you guys got to get over your defense and thinking that you, all you need is like a Trent Dilfer like guy to get you into the Super Bowl and to win you the Super Bowl. It's happened, what, twice in NFL history that a defense has won you, a t- three times maybe, mm-hmm. a defense has won you out of, what, 52 Super Bowls? Like, I'm sorry, but you need a quarterback. If well, you need a, ba- you need a good backup as well. I yeah. mean, you, you need to work this backup into it because, you know, God forbid or God hope uh, Bortles goes down. Um you know, where, what kind of situation are you going to be in with that? Yeah. And uh, having a good backup, and mentioning Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it's someone of that ilk, uh, always a good idea. Let's go to the next game. Uh, a guy who had my fantasy pool, but had on my bench, Patrick Mahomes. No. Uh, and the Kansas City, we thought the Chargers were going to do really well. Holy crap, I think everyone Kansas did. City. I think everyone did. Again, this is uh, one of those, it's it's like a crazy stat. I don't know what the stat is exactly, but it's like Andy Reid at first games and games after buys where he has all this time to, is like literally almost undefeated. He's unstoppable yeah. in week one. Uh, yeah, Mahomes looked incredible. Uh, San Diego, or San Diego, I was San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Los Angeles Chargers. Chargers. Um, missed Joey Bosa. Yeah, so was... missed Joey Bosa. Definitely hurt them um, because that would have maybe put a lot more pressure. No. Could have changed the game. But again, the Chargers defense giving up thirty-eight points. This is supposed to be a solid defense. Uh, no. Philip Rivers was Philip Rivers. He looked great. The offense looked great. They put up twenty-eight points. You put up twenty points, you should win in the NFL. So uh, that one's on their defense. But again, Patrick Mahomes looked great. No. And then you have the human pinball Tyreek Hill. Well, yeah. How can you stop that? I, it was interesting enough because it uh, it was Philip Rivers after the game that just basically said about Tyreek Hill. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. This guy. Like, you just watch him and and the speed. He just gets going and. Man, he found himself. What I really uh, I thought was good, Mahomes' pocket presence and just being able to dish the ball out, being able to move the ball around, his footwork was incredible. Yeah, it just, and a rocket arm. Like uh, that little side pass he did, and, which just went, like, literally came out of his arm like yeah. a cannon. It was unbelievable to watch. And the Chargers, they were, they were rally, but still, I mean, 28 points, but still not being able to put them yeah, in the Yeah, it wasn't as close as 28 to 38 says. It was a pretty big blowout yeah. early. But Rivers looks great, and it's like, come on, Chargers. Stop ruining Phillip Rivers again. Like, don't go... They're luckily to play the Bills next week, so they'll yeah. be back to one and one. But don't go like one and three and put yourself in this position. Yeah, or one and four win. like they did last year. Yeah, time. exactly. Don't do this to your fans again, and don't do this to Philip Rivers. He deserves better. And Joey Bosa might not even be back next week, so that's another concern. Where he's another guy, second yeah. year, getting injured a lot. Well, you and could just replace him against Buffalo and put in a, like a garbage yeah, can yeah, or like, like a, a raffle, recycling like bin a raffle. or something. Yeah, the man seating in section three hundred two. The guy who got thrown through please, the table in the parking lot. Please report for. Defensive end. Okay, we'll, get three we'll move on to the next game, which I think was a little surprising. I picked this team to win, uh, but uh, Washington twenty four to six. AP having a great game, um, but a good game all around. Around from Washington, they really showed, and they were dominant this whole game. Again, yeah, they were dominant. Alex Smith looked good. Arizona looks terrible. Again, yeah. we we were saying I think they're going to be in the match for one of the worst teams yeah. in the league. Sam Bradford did not look. Uh, especially convincing, uh, twenty million. So is he going to be able to hold Josh Rosen off for that long? Especially if this season goes down the toilet soon, uh, which it might. Uh, I really liked Washington. I like Alex Smith. I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, Jordan Reed looked healthy, yeah, and as long as they can have that that combination, and Adrian Peterson again, this is week one. Adrian Peterson does this. Did he did this, week one last year in New did Orleans. Did this with Arizona? Well, week one he didn't do much. Yeah. New Orleans, that's why he got traded. But his first game with Arizona, he looked good. 
let's pump the brakes on yeah. Adrian Peterson running for a thousand yards. He might, and good on him if he does. Awesome. I I like Adrian. He Peterson. had a good I, first week one for New Orleans last year, and then he had a good first Arizona. week for Arizona. So it's like let's. So just, it's like his like. And then again, he's playing the Arizona defense. It's a, not a bad yeah. defense, but let's see when he plays. Stifling. Let's see if those legs can last 16 weeks. Yeah. When was the last time Adrian Peterson played a full season? Exactly. Almost like he did, four he, years. He did show, I mean, he showed some strong legs. He showed some great separations, some great breakthrough. Um, but, but Arizona, you're in for a world of hurt this yeah. year. It might be Larry Legend, his yeah. final season, unless they trade him. Uh, they should trade him uh, to, like, trade somewhere he could get a Minnesota, where he can get his ring. New England. Yeah, Minnesota. Yeah. Where he'd probably go to New England, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah. All right, let's uh, a boring game that we saw here. The Dallas Cowboys in Ugh. Carolina. Carolina 16 to 8. Both teams look like crap as far as I was concerned. Greg Olson out. Elf, da- yeah, probably, probably might be a career ender to be it honest. Be, with it could be. It could be the same, broadcasting. It's booth. the same foot he broke he last year. He rushed it back. The same then, injury and the same It's one of those two big two key injuries on, yeah. uh, for Carolina. Dallas uh you know uh what is it Jerry Jones still thinks that uh, Dak Prescott is the is the Jared Goff. Well, he, it's first of all again. I don't think this is one hundred percent Dak Prescott's fault. I think this is a fault of Jerry Jones of his hubris of his believing that he had that year with Dak Prescott where they he absolutely lit it up and then just put him on a pedestal. Uh, again, he was a fourth round pick. Let's not forget this. Who went into a situation with the best offensive line in football with Ezekiel Elliott? Des Bryant was still pretty good back then when he had those years. But this is not the same offensive lineman. They lost a couple people. Their center has an illness, which he might not get back from. They lost another injury. Uh, they have no receivers. I'm sorry, and Alan Hearns is your number one <laughs> receiver. You got a bigger problem than Buffalo yeah. does, okay? And this is not going to get any. Again, you were playing Carolina's defense, who's fantastic. Amazing defense. And yeah. I thought Dallas's defense was good to keep yeah. them to only uh, 18, 16 points. It was very good. Dallas got some good pass rush. Uh, the secondary needs help, but. Uh, they look good, and but then again, I just struggle a bit with Cam Newton. Like Cam Newton did not look good passing no. the ball, inaccurate like usual, running for his life, and you gotta wonder like how long can Cam Newton run before he gets hurt? Because he he's been taking, he's been doing this for God knows how many years. Yeah. He's been eight years of. Like, there's only so many hits a running quarterback can take. Luckily, built like a linebacker. He is, but what I found, he was he seemed to be rushing a lot of the passes, where in the past he really had a bit more pocket presence and a bit more awareness. And in these cases, you say he was running and just shoveling it off, yeah. and it wasn't effective. And, and Yeah, and got, get Christian McCaffrey involved a bit more in the passing game. Um, I'd like to see... Uh, I love Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to be a real fun player to watch. He will be. And Zeke... Zeke's going to have a tough time this year because I think no one's going to be afraid of that Dallas passing attack. So yeah. they're going to put eight in the they're box. They're going to put all, everyone after And they're just going to say, no try and receiver. beat us. Yeah. Talking about a defensive game, we'll go on to this next game. It was a late game. Seattle-Denver. Uh, Denver Broncos, six sacks. Case Keenum, three interceptions, three touchdowns. Uh, Seattle couldn't get it together. High-scoring affair. I don't think people thought that uh, Denver would come out. Uh, like this? Uh, this was, yeah, this was one of those pickums because no one, no one knows what to think with Seattle, to be honest with you. Uh, you got Russell Wilson, you got Doug Baldwin, who's now injured. He's going to be out for a couple weeks. Uh, that really hurts them. Again, yeah. they don't have a lot of receivers, so to lose someone like that. Their running game, there's Chris Carson, there's Rashad Bay. They're just on offense a disaster. They lost, like, they have nobody really. They lost Jimmy Graham, they have no real weapons. Uh, Denver looked good. I think Keith Kanem looked fine. 
I still don't believe that he's three interceptions be, is not that. I mean, well, he had a couple he, touchdowns, yeah, you know, three, three yeah. and three. So yeah. he, you know, wasn't. I mean, I think he had a Case Keenum yeah. game. I don't think anyone's expecting Case Keenum to have the season he had last year. He's going to make mistakes again. These are two teams that I'm not super high on. But then again, who am I? I was five and twelve in my picks. So what, yeah. what the fuck do I know? But uh, I thought um, I don't really. I think Denver's got a great defense. Von Miller was awesome. And that's what's going to keep kind of keep them in games. But they're in a tough division, so let, let's see what happens next week. I don't think Seattle's that good. I think they're going to be an under five hundred team. I think that as well. Now uh, let's let's pass me a, a beer for a, a nice punk IPA while getting? we talk about the game that that makes me drink. Um, so yeah, Sunday night, um, obviously uh, with our friend Andre, uh, come back to, uh, to watch the game. Yes. Now look, Chicago Bears. Let's get it off. They lose twenty four twenty three. Aaron Rodgers with the biggest comeback in Green Bay in that uh, sort of time frame in history. I think. Yeah. Um, put seventeen points back up. Let's not forget that Aaron Rodgers. He's the goat. He came back. He was amazing. But the Bears were beating them up. Oh yeah, and and the Bears, you know, when he came back, talking all Matthew McConaughey yeah. <laughs> after, yeah. after on the goofballs. Um, but and if Will Fuller hadn't have dropped that, uh, he didn't drop that pass. Yeah, be over. And yeah, we'd be talking. We wouldn't talk about his comeback. We'd be talking about the Bears stuffing the Packers. I was impressed with the with the Bears. Oh yeah, you know what? I I, I this is what I'll say. First of all, let's give it up for Khalil Mack. How yeah. awesome! Oh my was god, Khalil so Mack. devastating. And what a great for for a guy like to have that game that he had yeah. with what like. Five days of practice, yeah. and he walked in, strip sack, fumble, <laughs> interception, return. But then again, maybe I will say this: he was he disappeared in the second half. You didn't see much of Khalil. Mack. I think they were trying to cover. Yeah, they're and, trying to cover and him. And I think that's. I think he did enough anyway. So <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the Bears defense. My question is, and what I did have all year is: is Mitchell Trubisky? Is what? What is Mitchell Trubisky going to be? Um, uh, again, Kevin White's one of these guys. Everyone's like, is this the year? He was kind of invisible. The receivers yeah. didn't really help him. He started off on fire, yeah. Mitchell Trubisky, but it's one of those things that young quarterbacks, when you see a guy like Aaron Rodgers come in, now he's doing the comeback, yeah. you get this oh shit feeling. Like, well, we had that oh shit feeling. We talked about that yeah. oh shit feeling because I was like, fuck, he's coming back. He was, and but that's the thing. But Mitchell Trubisky, like, they, you, he didn't have that. He doesn't have that you comeback. You gotta presence. put one in in the second half. He put up, they put up what, three points in yeah. the second half? And that that just killed them. And that's going to be the biggest question mark about the Bears this year. No one's going to question their defense. Their defense is going to be badass. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get at people. It's going to hurt people. But unless you're getting, like, Mitchell Trubisky's got to do better. Well, that. I mean, you He lost them that game. He had them it was, on it the was, ropes. He had them on the ropes. And you got him get out. You got him get It away. was disappointing for a Bears fan to look at that comeback. And you say, there was no comeback. And you're watching Trubisky. And you know he's not going to move the ball. But when you have Aaron Rodgers beat you that well, it's like Jesus kicking you in the testicles. And you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Like, you know it hurts, but damn, look who's doing it, you know? But you're blessed. <laughs> yeah. But you're blessed. And I was impressed with this. I, I think that Nagy's going to sit back and go through uh, the Bears and sort of look at it and go, look, guys, yeah, he did come back. We did have, you know, we've got, I think Trubisky's really has to focus on that gelling as a quarterback, that gelling to be able to put the drives together. Um, it's because we just and they, the Packers defense isn't that great, and we could have been able yeah, to move no, the exactly. ball. It's it's one of these things. It's teams that lose have lost over the last couple of years. They have to find that winning mentality, and it's, they struggle with lots of teams have this problem where you get up and then you lose because you're just so used to losing and you're just not used to having these leads. Like Aaron Rodgers, if you had twenty nothing lead, would not lose a twenty nothing no. lead. 
that he's going to pump it in. He's going to bury you. He's going to put it in for more. And that's a, it's that killer instinct. And I think I think the Bears will get there. I think they're they're going to be a good team this year. They're going to in a lot. I think every Bears game is going to be close this year. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but they need that killer instinct. If you don't have it, you're going to lose these close games, and the close games are the ones that either put you in the playoffs or kick you out of the exactly. playoffs. Exactly. Now, the, the Bears, we were all over Aaron Rodgers. I say we, just as a fan. All over him. The thing that's really going to be interesting for me this weekend is Green Bay has to play Minnesota now. And that, you know, you think that we roughed him up. Yeah. Wait till Minnesota gets a hold of him, if he's going to be actually fully... Well, I think I think it might be a smart decision to sit him this week, to be honest with you. Like, against that defense, he got hurt against them last week. But what does that and say in your confidence in your team if you're a division? No, but it, you got to win those division It games. all depends on if he is really hurt. I wouldn't sit him if he's not hurt. No. If he's not hurt and he can play, then play. Yeah. Obviously play. But if he's got kind of a bit of a knee injury and if one week's rest will make him get yeah. back to close to 100% then 100% sit him well, if he just comes take back, the loss move yeah. on you'll meet him again in in a couple weeks if you do an interview with him and he sounds like the water boy then yeah. it's probably time to but sit but again it's that thing if they play him this week and he's kind of a bit hurt and then he gets yeah. his knee torn up You're, it's yeah there's going to be hell to pay in Green Bay. Oh, yeah. Hell be, to pay. Because I think, you know, even... Andre will be going home early Our again. friend Andre went, went and I know, I, I kind of rubbed it in when he was yeah. down, and I was like, it's over. It's over. Yeah, yeah. You and, poke, he, and, and you poked the bear, and instead of attacking, he went to his cave. Yeah, he just went <laughs> home. hibernate. Yeah, he went home, and just to tweet, or just to send messages afterwards, yeah. I'm going to cry, I'm a sore loser. It's, it's going to be an early season. As a Bears fan, we get used to it. Yeah. All right, let's go into, uh, there were two Monday night games. Uh, as well, and uh, luckily I was so hungover yeah. on Monday no, that, too. That, that I ended up waking up at 5 in the morning and I could watch the games. Uh, New York Jets. Detroit Detroit was just absolute garbage, but the Jets, uh, aside from uh, Donald getting uh, picked off, first one. They look good. He looked very good. good. He looked very confident. He's got, a, he's got but a little Powell, who uh, was running the ball. I mean, Detroit's defense is... Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll see. Like Sam Darnold, we'll see when he gets a bit more of a challenge. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'll give him props. He looked good. He's got a good offensive line. He's got time to pass, and I think that's important when you're a rookie quarterback. You've got to have a good offensive line, which is why I'm terrified for Josh Allen next week. Uh, if he plays because of that offensive line. Um, but Matt Stafford's got to do better. This is a stat that Matt, since 2009, Matt Stafford has five four-interception games. Okay. I, I've read that yesterday. Five, the second most is like three. Yeah. It's like Joe Flacco or something like that. But five four-interception games is, is something to be worried about. And then you got Matt Patricia. Again, Bill Belichick coaching tree. This is a guy who's a defensive coach, and yeah. this is what you give up 48 points to the Jets? Are you joking me, Matt Patricia? The Jets were even saying we knew their plays before they were yeah. doing it. So what does that say about no, your coaching? Exactly. Like, people in Detroit are going to be furious again because Detroit's been one of those teams. It's like it's almost like you say. It's almost as hard to find a good coach as it is to find a good quarterback yeah. in the NFL, to be honest with you. That can help. Because if this is what Matt Patricia is bringing to the Lions, then good Lord. Well, there's got to be a confidence now going through the Jets because you, you, you put a beating. You put a beating on Detroit like this, yeah. and everyone's sort of writing off them as in the AFC East saying, Jets, be at the bottom. But I didn't pick them at the bottom. I think they've actually... they're Well, plucky. again... First, let's let's be realistic. Second in the AFC East is probably still seven and nine. Oh yeah, no, it's not like this is something to be proud of. Being the bottom of the top of the bottom is not something to be proud of. I don't think, uh, but yeah, I think Detroit looked just terrible, and they got a lot of work to do. And unfortunately, I just don't see it with them. I don't think they have the running game. Struggled like it has for 
like a decade. Um, the receivers weren't great. Matt Stafford was terrible. The defense got lit up. There's a Detroit. I don't know, man. Like everyone kind of got excited about them, but I'm I'm not feeling. People got to stop giving Patriots assistants jobs. Maybe that's why Josh McDaniels didn't take the job with Indianapolis. He's like, you know what? I don't want to be exposed. Yeah, I don't want to be another one of them. I'll just ride, be like that fucking fish that swims behind great white sharks and just feeds off the, the, the entrails that, that gets passed back. The pilot fish. Yeah, that, exactly. That's, yeah. What, that's what every... Patriots coaches. They're that fish that follows Bill Belichick. Well, you, just you, you wonder if the, gets pa- all the nutrients. if the Patriots are almost like sort of ISIS where they uh, just send all their coaches out. It's like sleeper cells. Yeah. You know? <laughs> all these other ones to different teams to then implode that team. It's exactly. like Bill Belichick just has a hypnotism. Activate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, the uh, battle Final of game. Los Angeles, uh, the LA Rams, uh, Oakland. Um, it, it was a slow start in this game, obviously, yeah. that got going, and then the Rams just poured it on. Um, well, I, I just couldn't understand why the Raiders couldn't generate any pass rush. You know, that was, you know, it's like they were missing someone from mm-hmm. their team. Like, yeah, I uh, wonder who that I was. I don't know who that was. It's but, like he's a bear But now. it was like John Gruden being like, you know, we just couldn't get a pass rush going. <laughs> and then everyone in the, all the journalists are like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, and no then, wonder. Yeah. What do you think was going to happen that game? You gave up your best. And then again, and the, and the Raiders were in it. They were up, thir- they were yeah. up at half, 13-10. And then uh, Derek Carr did not look great in the second half. He looked good in the first half. Uh, Marshawn Lynch had a the great de- The defense down. for L.A. really took over. The Rams' defense just really took over in the second half, and it was, you know, there the was really Derek Carr was better. just terrified. And it's just, just what John Gruden's going to... John Gruden's going to be in a lot of trouble this year, man. Like, he's got a lot of things to answer for. Luckily, he's got a 10-year contract. Like, some moron gives a coach a 10-year oh, yeah. contract. No wonder he's like, you tell a guy. The one guy that gives a coach a 10 year um, contract is the guy with that hairstyle. Oh, Mark yeah. Mark Davis. Like, that just explains everything. It's like, oh, that was the guy? Yeah, that makes sense. He looks like the doll that you have in a doctor's office where you point out where someone touched you. <laughs> um, so, That's exactly what uh, it Yeah, it, it's an interesting one. Um, but so now we, we're going to talk now because uh, we'll do a podcast again. We'll do another one on Friday. Friday. But Ryan and I are going to preview the first Thursday night game. Oh, right, sorry, yeah. Baltimore, Cincinnati, oh. 20 in the morning. Uh, Baltimore is favored by one point. The over-under is 44, which to me is way too high for a Thursday night game. Way too high. I mean, they're both playing high, but 44 points is insane. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about this game. So um, you're in Cincinnati. You've got Baltimore. Um, you're both coming off a win. Um, so how do you like this? Because Flacco, to me, is looking really good. Uh, but then you've got that Cincinnati defense. Yes, this is going to be... This is going to be the true. I'm more of a test of Baltimore. I think everyone's like, "Oh, Baltimore is one of the best teams in the league." It's like let's pump. Let's slow down. All right, you beat the Bills and you beat Nathan Peterman. Now you're going up against Andy Dalton at home. I think it's going to be a close game. Oh, I don't know. I kind of want to take Cincinnati. I'm going to take. Uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati because they're at home, and All I'm going right. to say 23-20. It's going to be a really close game. Um, I just. I want to see more of Baltimore. I don't think their running game looked particularly good. I think they're going to struggle against Cincinnati to rush the ball. So now this is Joe Flacco. This is Joe Flacco's real test. I think he's going to get pressured. He's going to get hit. He had all the time in the world against Buffalo. It's a piece of cake. Okay. Uh, so this is the one. I think it's going to be that. So let's go. What do you and think? I'm picking Baltimore right. 20, to, 20 to 17. So you think, all right, it's going to be close. I think it's so going to be a close think? game. You know, Thursday night games are traditionally, you know, I think Baltimore's defense did a good job. Yeah, the Cincinnati absolutely. defense was good. I think it's going to be a slow, slugging running game. Cincinnati will be all over. I just don't see a lot of points coming on this, but I do see the momentum 
Um, uh, of Baltimore, continuing on, uh, they're going to move the ball around nicely, and I just see a 2017 victory Ooh. for Baltimore. Excellent. Well, we're very close. The I'm unders. I'm looking forward to watching this game. I'm not going to stay up and watch it. I'm not going to stay up, but that, that's the beauty of having an app where you can watch it the exactly. next day. Uh, we will be uh, letting you guys know. Make sure you check out our website, NFL in London. Check out our Facebook page, NFL in London. Check out our Twitter account, NFL in London, and Instagram, NFL in London. We'll let you know we're going to watch the games this week. We move around all over the city. Lots of fun. And if you want a place to watch the NFL, let us know. Contact us. Uh, if you're in London, we can tell you some places to go. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Yeah. Enjoy week we'll two. See you. Yeah, we'll see you in week two.